Hey, how's it going? Hello. How's your day been so far? It's been pretty good. Pretty lazy, honestly, but good. Nice. All right, so let's get started. First question. What got you into modeling? Um, well, um, honestly, it was a bridge from acting. I was a theater kid when I was younger. And um, Shut I started, up, really? Yeah, I started off at like in like school stuff, rec stuff. And then I did like Dallas Children's Theater for a couple of years and ended up getting scouted by Klutz Agency and was with them for uh, about four years and did like some commercial stuff, did some, uh, you know, like extras on uh, random like National Geographic episodes or it was Investigation Discovery, excuse me. And then um, that kind of segued more into modeling and like the older I got and the more I started to grow into myself, the more everyone was like, oh, you're too pretty. Like you should do this or you should do this or you should do that. And they're just kind of like, became a thing and I stopped for a while um, just to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do with myself and who I wanted to be. And, you know, modeling really just fell in my lap and has taken off. Um, so, I mean, it's just one of those like happy accidents almost as to why I model yeah. full time now. Yeah. So would you say you are a musical theater kid at heart or have you left that in the past? Oh, no, I'm definitely a musical theater kid at heart. Like, music is always going to be my first love. Like, I sing and I write. And um, I just uh, was always very multifaceted and wanted to be a little bit of everything. And I never wanted to be um, somebody that you could, like, put in a box. Like, oh, like, yeah. who's Hunter? Like, what does she do? Well, she does, like, a little bit of everything. Exactly. I love that. So where were you the first moment where you're like, you know what, I want to be a model, I want to be an entertainer, this is what I want to do? Um, so I went to college um, for psychology, um, and I was a psychology major, and I was going to segue that into law. I really wanted to be a, um, like, work with families, and because um, I, I went into psychology to work with, like, like child and teen trauma. Um, and then I was like, okay, I can't do as much as I'd like to do. So let me practice law and then maybe I can do more. Then as I started kind of getting into mm -hmm. that field, I was like, um, I really can't help people the way that I want to. And I'm going to waste a lot of time and energy and it's going to probably end up corrupting me more than anything else. So I kind of just, um, woke up one morning and I called my parents and I was like, look, like, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't who I want to be. And I just chose like to create instead. And it's been, it's, nice. I've been much happier and, you know, it's done really well for me and I've gotten to meet so many amazing people and go so many incredible places that I never thought I would have been able to. Um, and it's like taken me outside of my comfort zone um, a lot. Mm -hmm. And as far as walking what, around day to day goes. What inspires you as far as an artist? Um, I think, uh, it would sound like almost a little counterproductive, but I think the more that people kind of look down their nose at like this whole industry or, you know, kind of put their two cents in like, oh, it's not a real job or, oh, um, you know, anyone can do it or, 
you know, it's, there's no shelf life or it's not going to last forever. Like things like that. I feel like that's kind of what inspires me to do it because I like to change people's stigma on, you know, kind of like almost the corporate world versus the art world. And cause I was definitely a part of both. And even through my career, like I've done, you know, so many different like corporate jobs and I've had so many people come up to me, especially recently. Um, I like pretty much bailed on my corporate life and started modeling full time about six months ago. And um, I've had so many people message me and just be like, you're, you know, like a role model for me, or I'm really like inspired by you because every day you just like wake up and like live your truth the way you want to, despite what people say about you, despite, you know, the like flashback from like my, your family, like my family doesn't speak to me really at all. I don't, I haven't spoken to my mom. I haven't spoken to my dad. So they're not very supportive of that life, but it's still something that, it, it empowers me every day. And like the more, almost the more backlash I get from it, the more I'm like, I'm doing the right thing. Does that that's, make sense? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. But why doesn't your mom, why does your mom speak to you? Why do, like, who would do that? Uh, well, okay. So uh, my mom and I have always had a really rocky relationship. She's got her own like narcissistic tendencies and she's always like competed with me weirdly. And I think when she just, I got to a point in my life where she couldn't control me anymore. She, and I didn't, you know, turn out the way she wanted to. My mom's like a Dallas socialite, you know, hangs out with the real housewives of Dallas and all that chaos. Pretty much, and yeah. I'm, I'm a, you know, tattooed model. And she's like, oh, whoa. It just wasn't, I guess, what she wanted. But I don't know. You'll have to ask her why she doesn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part two, you know. No, but um... but honestly, since her leaving my life, like, and that's like a big thing that like inspired me to start modeling full time and getting more tattoos and just like really like living my truth is like was her yeah. like bailing on me because before that she was so, um, I guess like backhandedly judgmental, like or just constantly like make a comment. Like I always feel like when people have like individuals in their lives that are always like, oh yeah, like you look really cute, but. Or maybe you shouldn't, or like just that constant fear of like, they're not going to support you or they might reject you. And it really stops you from, you know, trying anything from like getting out of your comfort zone from doing anything. So her leaving my life was a huge push for me to get out of my comfort zone, to start talking to photographers, talking to producers, like working with like marketing people and like like, putting myself out there to brands to like have them want to work with me and it was like that was all came from like my mom bailing so it's like thanks <laughs> exactly and I mean like you know sometimes and I just got done talking to this with my cousin this morning sometimes uh people have negative vibes and they don't even mean to like sometimes the devil will whisper in people's ear and they think mm-hmm. they're doing good you know, but mm-hmm. you have to, I don't care who they are, your mom, your dad, your, even if your cat is giving you negative vibes, you have to <laughs> distance yourself from that because that can Absolutely. actually, you know, affect you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I was even Definitely. just on Twitter earlier and somebody was like, stop telling your parents your plans because it fucks with your energy like so it hard. It does. It, it really like messes with like, cause you don't know. Because in the back of your head, even if, like, you rebel against your family, like, you want them to be proud of you. And so if you feel like if you're doing anything, like, unconventional, 
it's almost like the people closest to you are gonna try and keep you where you at. It's that whole like root thing. They don't want to see you grow. They're like, they want to see you be safe. They want to keep you in your lane. And so a lot of times like telling the people closest to you, your like your hopes, your dreams, your plans, they'll probably shut it down. Exactly. Which is why I always stress to people that like you need to travel, you need to live in other places, you need to be friends with all kinds of different groups of people. I have friends that are like tattoo artists. I have friends that are musicians. I have Same. friends that are they own ranches and they only wear white. Like I have friends like all over the place because I love talking to different demographics of people from all over the place and just like learning. Like it's, knowledge is like the best thing ever, and you don't have to be like a student to like exactly. continue to learn. And, from and I people. mean, like, and I mean, like, say for instance, uh, it's true you should you know come at it with an open mind most definitely. But you you know that's I one hundred. Can you be my fairy godmother, please? Like, can you just, (laughs) you know, come down and, you know. All right. My next question is, have you had any work done? I haven't. I have no work done currently. And I never really wanted any up until, like, recently. But they're very, like, minor things, I feel like. But I'm a big... There's anything... um, I don't think there's no. anything wrong with it. I just feel nope. like if you're happy with it, yes. you know, because I feel like everybody is beautiful and nobody needs it. Mm-hmm. But if you feel you need it and you're happy with it, by all means. Yeah, I don't have any work done. I mean, I, I love the way that whole look like looks too. Like I have a friend um, who has a lot of work done and she just looks like the most perfect doll like I've ever seen ever. And then I have other friends or like myself who like, don't have any work done and like they're both like beautiful it's just it's a different kind of beauty mm-hmm. and like kind of like you know flowers and christmas lights are both gorgeous but they look nothing alike and that's yeah. what i always try to like present to people like when they compare themselves but i know like as a model and like things like that like you want to look a certain way from almost every angle and that was like more the reason why i'm considering it now but it's not so much changing how i look as enhancing the features that are already there um and just like sharpening it up but I my family my family genes we don't peak young we like our like prime is more in our 30s than in our like 20s uh yeah. so I, it's like I'm a little nervous to get work done before I hit like my peak because it might screw up like natural you know change what what inspires you um hmm that's a good question I guess myself which is like odd, but I don't, I've never been somebody who like idolized other people. I never had like, um, like a celebrity role model or somebody that I like wanted to follow in their footsteps or be just like when I grew up, I knew I had things that I didn't want to be and people I didn't want to be. And like my struggles and the things that I've, you know, gone through, cause I've gone through a lot for being as young as I am. And, um, I've learned a lot and I feel like there's people that are twice my age who haven't even learned as much from their mistakes or from their occurrences as like I have and like not to like put myself in a different like state of mind but that's what I'm constantly thinking uh, about is like I'm constantly like looking inward and looking at myself and like seeing like how I can be better how I can grow and like my change and like from, you know, me from now till even just last summer is so drastically better that that's what's in, what inspires me is that I can go through all of these things and I can have all these ups and downs, but I can still grow and I can still learn and I can do it by myself. And like the more that I 
like reaffirm that in myself, like just the more confidence that I have, the more um, like risks I'm willing to take. Cause like, I always know like I'll be okay. And that's, I guess that's just what inspires me. And then like watching other people do that as well, like coming out of bad situations and like helping themselves and doing it for them and making a name for themselves. I don't have much patience for people who like have a problem and I'll give you a solution. And then like, they're like, Oh, well, and they'll like ignore the solution. Like people who refuse to help themselves. Like, yeah. And so, I've been there before. And that's why it's like, I feel like it comes from a different place. Cause I've been that person. And when everyone dropped me, that's what like forced me to pick myself up and like get my life together. And so sometimes I, it's hard for me. I don't have sympathy for people. And I'm just like, cause I know that like the tough love is like, what's going to get you to the next stage. Yeah. So what would you say would be your greatest weakness as a model? Um, I don't practice enough, I think. And like, I think, so the lack of practice, like just, um, cause being a model is like a lot of studying. It's a lot of, um, you know, sitting in front of the mirror for hours and like make muscle memory, like, you know, certain parts of your face, you know, exactly like what your body feels like in certain positions. And I feel like if I did more of that, um, I could probably excel more, which I'm working on. And then just like networking in general, um, especially as when it comes to being a paid model, you mostly make a lot of your money from brands yeah. and uh, you have to find brands that one, they're, they want to work with you. So you have to like look at their demographic, like who they're trying to sell to, who they already have kind of, you know. Um, yeah, because I feel like you have a certain demographic, of, you know, you're a mm-hmm. certain type of model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely have a yeah. friend name. Uh, you should look her up. Uh, I'll give you her contacts and everything afterwards. Mm-hmm. Her name is Coco. And she literally is like, a fairy godmother she loves like taking women under her wing and helping them oh i love that yeah so i'll definitely give you her number uh what's your greatest strength as a model let me answer this one you're breathing that's it like you're perfect that's your strength you know oh no i wish i think my greatest strength as a model is honestly just like my adaptability i'm very easy to work with i'm a very like down to earth person, but I'm very straightforward. I'm like, I don't, and I'm very to the point, like I, you know exactly what I will put up with and what I won't put up with. Mm. I also have like a good eye for, you know, creative things. Cause I like, I shoot as well. And so I'm always helping photographers. If we do like group shoots, I'm like, Hey, like this is in the way or Hey, her thing's crooked or I'm constantly throwing ideas at them. And I feel like being able to engage with photographers and other models on a very, friendly and um positive you know attitude is a is a huge strength because a lot of models are divas they are hard to work with they you know if they things don't go their way they have a habit of running their mouths and that can like ruin careers and like so it's just a very delicate balance and photographers as well like they'll do the same thing they might be really good at what they do but they're not somebody like people generally want to work with and but like because they have a certain look for their photos like people will work with them anyways and so a lot of models once they get to a certain point will start to act like that and I've always tried to maintain my humility and I feel like that's like my big strength nice I love that answer how do you handle criticism I'm getting better at it Um, I definitely used to be that person who would like break down and cry like when things didn't go my way 
or if someone didn't like me or, but then, you know, audition after audition, whether it be music, acting, modeling and getting denied and like, you know, really learning the ins and outs of that industry, like really helped me. And honestly, I think the voice is what helped me the most. So I auditioned for the voice a few years ago and ended up getting um, a callback. So um, I ended up like getting onto the show, but then I couldn't get to New York. So it like all got screwed up. Uh, But I auditioned for that a couple of times before they were like, yeah, we want you. And my voice didn't change. Like how I look didn't really change. But the thing is, is that people forget that The Voice is a TV show. And there's a whole nother list of requirements that these people are looking for that you don't even know about. And then they have so many judges, some of which have no idea what they're doing. They're just a filler almost. They just, they have that list of requirements, but they're not, you know, they don't excel in music. They don't excel in talent. They don't excel in like fashion. So they have no idea what they're looking at and they might turn you down when you probably were a perfect candidate. And that kind of, you know, mentality that just because whoever is sitting in front of you right that second says no, doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to say yes. And like those talent shows all the time, I'm always like, the big thing with those shows is just getting on the show or just getting in the room with the right people. Cause if the exactly. if one person sees you, you go do that audition and they don't even put you on the show. You're not there for every season, every episode, whatever, but some random producer like watched you like on the show like during auditions. And all of a sudden he's calling people up. Like, who is that girl? Like, where is her name? Where can I find her? And then all of a sudden you have emails from all these people. And it's just oh, like, man. which opportunities you yes. take you know, a hold of. And so that's like where my criticism, like, and my ability to take it started to go away. Cause I was just like, these three people's opinions does not dictate my entire career. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's so, so, that's so true. Like, honestly, especially with things like the voice and TV is, it's not necessarily your voice. Like, yeah, you have to sing, but it's more mm-hmm. your image that they look at. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely more so politics. And it's funny you bring up auditions because I just uh, talked to a uh, director. I interviewed a director earlier this week that uh, was a director on Broadway. And I was like, what do you guys look for in auditions? And they said the number one thing we look for is your ease, your aura, your personality. Like you could walk in great personality stumble over everything and we'll hire you mm-hmm. versus the person mm-hmm. that walked in and had a horrible personality was very cold very nervous you know they'll rather hire somebody with that and you know don't feel bad if you don't if you audition for something because mm-hmm. it's not like I tell everybody having a good audition is only one percent of the audition Absolutely. like there's so much things that goes into it like you probably didn't get it because you were too tall too short too light too dark too fat too skinny you know the director might have just it's like if the director has like a very yeah like a very specific image in their head and you don't fit it that has nothing to do with your talent level exactly the director might have just broken up with his girlfriend and you look just like her you know there's everything you know like, because when they're casting, they're not just casting you for you. They have to look at the mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, okay, like, say, for instance, you're casting, uh, 
uh, rent the musical. You have to have a mark, and that mark has to be the similar height to Roger. Maureen has mm-hmm. to be the similar, you know. So it's a lot that goes into that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, and I, because I, I like, and I, and I studied theater um, a bit in college, so I did like, you know, all the theory and things like that. And they have, you know, there's all that colorblind casting and like and that like applies to not just color but also like you know size and like height and shape and it's to where like basically like you know the characters don't need to match the description in the story or like that you know time piece and stuff but I'm like very someone who I'm like if I'm gonna watch something like I would rather it be historically accurate or like you know story accurate so that like I can completely immerse myself in that story because like that was my big issue with like Beauty and the Beast, like the live, like the reenactment. The whole time I was watching it, I didn't even finish it because I was pissed the whole time because I was like, first of all, she's not supposed to be blonde. Second of all, like this actress is like way too well known. So it's like all I could see was the actress and not Thank the story. You. Like, you know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, it's and the so same like, with they Ariana Grande. Like everybody's yeah. like, oh, Ariana should be Meg. Like, and trust me, I am a diehard mm. fan. Of Ariana Grande. Oh, see, I don't even like Ariana Grande. You don't like her? <laughs> no, I really don't. I think I've heard very bad things about her as a person, like about like you know her charging like her like young fans. Like there was a little girl. Like this is the story that really pushed me over the edge. Like this dad like got like a sideways picture of like his daughter like kind of standing in front of Ariana because she like wasn't like at the meet and greet thing, and Ariana walked over and like screamed at them and like made them delete it. <laughs> And like was like it was like a whole thing. She like charges for every selfie, and I just, I just don't like that. I like people like Cara oh. Delevingne who like remember oh, yeah, all of her awesome. fans, and she pushes past her security to go say hi to her fans. Like I love that. Okay. I love when oh. you utilize your platform positively. Okay. Well, well, like, let me let me say this because my best friend did used to be her assistant. You know who Ariana? Yeah. Does oh, yeah? She... Is she like that? Does she have jerky ways and is she's a is she an asshole? She can be. She can be. I feel but, like everyone told her she was just too incredible from like no, the moment she was like too little. Well, 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 no, the thing is, uh, she was just you know, and she even called her and apologized to her for how she acted. But uh the oh, thing, that's good. The thing is, uh a lot she's gone through a lot. And she's literally learned. And honestly, I don't know how she's still standing. Like, my ponytail would be on the shower rod. I don't know how she <laughs> does it. But because she's been through so much and she's learned she's from it. She's grown a lot. Yeah, and and I, it made I her a better that. person. Just... But yeah, when she first started out, yeah, she could be an asshole if you caught her on the I just wrong. feel like she could utilize her platform a lot better than she does. Yeah. I'm not denying like her her talent or her beauty or anything like that. But see, I don't like Beyonce either. So that's, what? That's, yeah. That's My mama too. told me never to trust nobody that didn't like the queen. No, just, and, 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 and let me guess. Hold on. Let me guess. You don't like Nikki either. No, I like Nikki. What? How are you gonna like me? Nikki is the toxic one. I know she's toxic, but at least she's honest about her toxicity. Like same with Cardi. Like I think she's funny because she's toxic and annoying, and but she like yeah. owns up to it. Yeah. I think that Beyonce's God complex really irritates me because I think I think she's beautiful, right? She's talented, sure, but I also know 
a plethora of other singers that can do what she can or more. And then I know a plethora of people that are more beautiful than she is. So this whole, I think her, this, this whole, oh, I'm not worthy or like, or, oh, I can't look, it's the queen. Like, I think that's so irritating. <laughs> like if I ever had like the chance, I'd probably walk up to her and be like, you're really not that great. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, just a humbler for like five seconds and i think her and jc's like public scams and stuff are kind of shitty and i don't know i don't know and they well, have so much money but they don't really utilize it for anything positive i just i don't they don't use their platforms for really anything positive that, that i've seen well well i, I just don't agree with that well i will say this despite what anybody says and i can't call myself <laughs> A hardcore fan of be like I feel like in order to be a hardcore fan of somebody, you have to like have followed them from the beginning. Like I can say, yeah, I'm a hardcore Ariana or a hardcore Michael Jackson fan, but I can't say that same about you know uh, Beyonce. But I do love Nicki. I am. A, I do consider myself a Barb. Yes, but I feel- I appreciate old Beyonce, but like after like 2000. You, 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 you don't like ghetto Beyonce? You don't like rapper No, Beyonce. I liked I liked like, I liked like Destiny's Child Beyonce. That's like what everybody Dream says. Dreamgirls Beyonce. I like that version. After Dreamgirls, she's kind of started like drastically going downhill as a person for me. <laughs> yeah. The, and, and that's what everybody But like Dreamgirls is one of my favorite movies. I know every word of that. I'd be singing that in the shower like, whoo. That's me. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but 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 I will say this: she is, you know, whether anybody likes her or not, she is the bar right now. Like, there's no artist higher than she is. Not anybody. And I've been waiting for somebody to th- uh, dethrone her too. You know, and it's funny because well, every, yeah. every ten years there's somebody that comes and like takes that. They almost um, did it. And then they released Lemonade and they scammed the entire world with that cheating thing. Well, actually, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, this is. I know it actually happened, but they decided to profit off of it instead. And I thought that was. This is the literal year for uh this is a little year for somebody to dethrone her so i'm keeping my ears open because it's every 10 years like um i want rihanna needs to release this album and it'll happen (laughs) it'll happen 2010 2010 it was lady gaga and justin bieber and you know every 10 years uh 2000 it was britney spears Are you back? Yeah. Yeah, it was an internet connection. But yeah, 2000, it was Britney Spears. So who knows? She might get dethroned this year because it's 10, it's 2020. So we going to see. I'm telling you, <laughs> I bet you she will. If Rihanna releases that album before Beyonce gets her shit together, it's over. If Rihanna, <laughs> Everyone's been waiting <laughs> on that album forever. Thank forever. you. I'm like, where is it? Why are you doing I this, just uh, saw a tweet and somebody was like, you know what, Rihanna, you can fucking keep the album. I don't even want it. Yeah, and then Rihanna replied, see, this is why I'm not releasing it. You can all blame him. You know. <laughs> but 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 yeah, but whether anybody likes it or not, you know, Beyonce is the bar. And like I said, I've been waiting to, for the next best thing to be thrown her. But she's the top girl right now. She's King B right now.
which brings me to my next question. Um, yes, sir. If you could, if you could work for any brand, whether it be Gucci, Louis, Fendi, oh, what is your dream shit. collab? I, don't I know, know mine. I know what I would like to see you work. I don't know. Honestly, I was like. I could really vibe with some, hold on a second. I got to find his last name. So definitely Alexander Wang. Yes. Um, and then um, there's another very like avant-garde um, brand that I follow and I cannot think of what his name is. I would like to see you do something with Gucci. I think style because you have a very like uh you have a like you're not regular beautiful you're like throwback beautiful if that makes sense no will you explain that for me okay so you remember those beautiful pinup girls the night yeah that's yeah, actually like really funny because if I had very... to describe my style, it would be like gothabilly. So it'd be like that rockabilly mixed with like modern like street goth. Yeah. Yeah. It exactly like there's something very like you know um what um God, what's her name? Lana Del Rey yeah. usually goes for. Yeah, that style. Like, mm-hmm. there's something very nostalgic. Wow. About you kind of hit the nail know? on the head with that one. That's definitely, like, my aesthetic. It's, like, dark, but it's very vintage. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I would love to see what you and Gucci could just come up with together, you know, like, do a photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, well, them. I'm trying to get on, um like, Ives' level where he's, like, you know who I'm talking about, right? Like, the... Uh, Okay, so yeah. I'm trying to get on his level um, to where I'm just, like, just beautifully tatted out that, like, all of these designer brands, like, want to work with me because I, myself, am my walking piece of art. So, like, my family, like, my grandmother was talking to me, and um, she, they just found out about my face tattoo, and um, I don't talk to my parents. I still talk to my grandmother. She's my best friend. Just tip about me. Hold on. You got a face Oh, yes. I have a face tattoo. They're, like, two little stars. You got a I've never seen it. It's it not is. On my profile picture on Facebook. You can see it on the side. There are two little stars. Those are, yeah, that's a tattoo. <laughs> They're right on my temple. And, um, but both my, like my mom and my, gra- my grandmother and my aunt were like, um, it's so beautiful. Like I was ready to be mad at you, but it looks like it belongs there. Like, and I just thought that was so funny because that was not like the reaction I was expecting. And my grandma was like, but, like, you know, in my opinion, she's like, you could probably chill on the tattoos for a while. Like, you're, you're good. And I was like, no, I'm not even close to done yet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice it. I just figured you always shine. You know, I didn't even notice them. <laughs> well, there. that's, like, kind of why I had to get them. I was like, I got a sparkle on the outside a little bit, too. But especially now being with um, Texas Inc., um, I'm just, like, I'm on a fast track to get, like, as many as I can and just look the way I've always wanted to look it's cool to like grow yeah. up and especially being like an alternative model um it's interesting to like watch yourself change and especially like coming from a place like because of my mom like I was I had such confidence issues and like really bad body dysmorphia and I still struggle with it but it's 
like the more I change myself into the person that I always wanted to be, like the more I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, like who's that? Like I'm like actually attracted to myself. <laughs> right. You know, like I'd fuck me. You know what I mean? Right. It's amazing yeah. that what I'm do you think about <laughs> Right. What do you think about the competition in the uh industry? Um, okay, so like because I, I know girls, I know girls have been in rooms like full of bad bitches and they're all uplifting and helping each other. And then I know some other people that's been like that don't have any friends in the industry, so period. So what's your I've take gotten on very fortunate, um, especially recently. And um, we've actually we've all talked about this a lot. Uh, I have been so lucky um, getting back into the industry recently. I am not surrounded by any caddy models, like, at all. We, like, obviously, like, competition is a thing, but I, I'm not very competitive. I'm really bad at games. Like, I lose, all, like, board games, mini golf, whatever. I always lose. Like, in some of the most, <laughs> like like dramatic ways possible it's like how did you lose that badly and I'm like I don't know like at all but so like I don't really like to compete because if I'm gonna compete like if it's like something like I was a competitive cheerleader I did I was a junior Olympic diver for a little bit like competing like that's one thing if it's a skill that I could hone in on but as far as personally competing especially when it comes to the modeling industry because it's all about how you look right and everyone looks different and that doesn't make you more prettier than me or me more pretty than you like it just we're different so if one brand wants you and they don't want me it's because like we were just talking about it appeals to what they specifically had in their head and that's fine and i feel like that like that kind of competitive cattiness that comes from models especially comes from deep-rooted insecurity which is so weird because everybody's like how can you be a model and be insecure i'm like girl we are some of the single most insecure people on the planet we pick ourselves apart constantly and not only do we pick ourselves apart but brands are picking us apart photographers are picking us apart they're telling us to go to the gym they're telling us to stretch they're telling us to suck it in like you know what i mean that starts if you don't have like really strong convictions and like strong resolutions within yourself that's really gonna like mess with your head and that's why i pulled out of the industry for a couple of years because i was like i am not mentally stable enough to handle what i need to be able to handle and like, you know, some photographers, yeah. unfortunately, are a little bit raunchy. So like, they might hit on you, they might be aggressive. And like, if you're mousy, or, you know, insecure, like, that's really going to affect you more than somebody who walks like me, who's going to walk in there and be like, okay, well, if you touch me, I'm going to hurt you. If you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you back. And like, but if we can work together, then that's fine. And then girls, same situation, you walk in, you're like, okay, we can either get along and collab really well, and we can amplify each other's followers. And like we can introduce each other to like our like our networks, our brands, like our managers, other models, other photographers. Then we all kind of come up together as like a unit. And so luckily, every model that I have met so far, especially with Texas Inc., um, like because I'm new to their family and they're they really are yeah. a family. Like they they're a magazine, but they really they do their best to be a family and they make sure everybody like supports one another that everyone gets to know like one another we plan like family dinners and like you know I have another one of like gorgeous gorgeous model Taylor McKenzie she 
is one of my best friends, like wholeheartedly. Like I was crying because my dad was mean to me the other day and she drove 45 minutes from her house to my house just to hang out with me all day. And that's the kind of support that I've been getting from literally every model that I've come in contact with in Dallas thus far. And you know, they just, they all of us like, they will share clothes, we'll share concepts, like help each other with makeup. Like that, it's such a wholesome environment that I've been in recently that I don't even, there is no competition. It's it's literally like my competition wants to help me grow as a model, help me grow as an ambassador, um, you know, build my follower account. And even with like OnlyFans, yeah. like that, that's something where you're like directly making money. And so I made an OnlyFans recently to sell the shoots that I've been doing. Um, and, you know, in like, you know, 24, 36 hours, I had like, you know, uh, like more fans than I thought I would. And then I have all these other girls who have already been established, like sharing my link on their profiles or, you know, tagging me on their actual OnlyFans so that their followers can see me. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I do, I do. You have an OnlyFans too? Uh, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll text you after the interview. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, but like, I am so proud of my city for that. Cause I know like, yep. especially in the dance and theater community, yep. you know, we yep. can be kind of clickish, but like I've interviewed a bunch of Dallas models and it's always the same thing. They and, say like, that I am too? So That's so good. That's, I'm so that, glad that know, like other people around. say that. Like it's not just me and like I'm not just being like naive or something because like I really yeah. feel like we've all gotten to a point where we really yeah. are just trying to build each other up. Yeah, because like everybody from out of state are like, yeah, I don't have friends. I don't, you know, I don't really associate. But like when Dallas, like it's all and, just and it's big so one, crazy you know, one because big, um, when I came here from the music family. scene, like because I was very, I was like, I was recording all the time. I was doing shows all the time. I was very heavily invested in music um, when I was in Baltimore because I'm from Maryland, um, and I moved here about three years ago and stopped mm-hmm. doing music because. When I when I tried to like work in the industry here, um, in that industry, it was really clicky. It was really aggressive. They weren't friendly to females, and it really turned me off to the creative scene in Dallas because in Baltimore, everybody is very much like I was just talking about. Everyone wants to come up together, um, and like build the city, build their zip code, so that like they put like that zip code on the map as a collective. You know what I mean? I never understood why Dallas didn't want to do that because Dallas is such yeah. a huge creative hub. I'm like y'all like Dallas has popped out Nora Jones, Post mm-hmm. Malone, like you know what I mean? Like literally, like Nora Jones, like literally, Erica Nora Bakke, Jones went to my literally. high school. Like <laughs> that's crazy. No, no. She, well, she went you to went Highland to Park T before too? she went to Booker T. Yeah, no, because she was in. Oh, she I was about to say, oh, my, your mom is. She went in my, I was, I was like, supposed to go to Booker T, but I ended up moving back to Maryland. And I went to, um, I, I went to Carver, which mm-hmm. is their art school up there. And then I ended up uh, doing this online college yeah. program and graduating early. Um yeah. So, are you are you from like? I did lived you in live Highland around Park, Highland Park, like in the center of Highland Park, like a block away from the high school. Oh. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Well. Let me ask you this, because I want this to be your time <laughs> to clear everything up, because you guys definitely did a bad rap. 
I mean, I, I, I've ex- I've had nothing but you know bad. Oh no, Highland Park is the absolute there, but I'm pretty worst. sure not the all girls. worst. I'm not clearing anything up for you. I'm talking about I drove back from Plano earlier oh, today okay, so... and then took the wrong exit and ended up on the tollway, so I had to go to North Dallas and like drive through North Dallas to get back over to Deep Ellum and. I was literally on, I was FaceTiming my friend and I was screaming. Like, I was being funny, but I was, like, yelling. And I was, like, I don't want to drive through North Dallas. Like, I hate this place. And then I was, like, as soon as I got into Highland Park, I was, like, it's yeah. all, oh, like, okay, toxic. so. <laughs> like, it's horrible. Horrible. Oh, okay, so let me ask you this. Because I've, every, every girl that I've, every rich girl that I ever dated from Highland Park has been oh, yeah. back shit crazy. You know, it's, that used to be, it, it used it to is. be one of it the is. races, was, and it still is in a way, one I of the races. I think there was like three black kids that I interacted in with in Highland Park, like in, as, as far as like going to school goes. Um, my entire time I was like in Highland Park, like I had one girl in elementary school and cause, and it was the only reason why she was there was because her dad played for the Mavericks. And she was one of my really, really good friends. And like, but she got yeah. a lot of shit. I would never. I oh, no. I, I used to want to oh, live no. there and start a family there. But the I the houses are beautiful. The schools are great. Highland Park school system is great. The only reason why it's not a private school is because it's the only public school in the district. But like, they have one of the best curriculums in the country. Well, duh, look who goes there. But I mean, yeah, like, it was funny because I was talking to my uh, friend. This is before I actually knew about it. I was like, I would love to, like, get married, buy a house, start a family. And he was like, why would you do that to your kids? Do you know what they would go through? Especially because I like white girls. So he was like, especially mixed Like I know. Honestly, if you had if you had a daughter who was mixed, she'd do really well in Highland Park. Not in the way that you'd want her to, but she'd do really well. Yeah. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But no, it's actually really good. Right. I I I have tons of friends. Like I told you, like my mom is a socialite. She used to be the chairman for the Dallas Heart Ball. Like she's very in there, and um. So I grew up around like all of that and like all these people and like she was never I was never spoiled I was never overindulged um I was uh they were my parents were very much like now you're gonna do it on your own like even now like with COVID and everything my parents haven't helped me at all I'm like I'm like calling them I'm like I've blown through my whole savings because I'm not on unemployment can you help me and they're like nah you're fine you got this I'm like oh okay that's cool so never overindulged I grew up around kids their parents hand them $500 cash and they're like, get the hell out of my face. And like, they're getting brand new sports cars for their 16th yeah. birthdays. And then the senior trips, here's a fun fact that nobody really knows. Um, on the senior trip, they all go to like Panama or something crazy like that. Um, and they go out of town and the dads will swap the daughters. The dads swap the daughters. The what? Yeah. You, you mean like yeah. they sleep with each other's And so like doesn't surprise me. Doesn't I've seen pregnant. worse. <laughs> and that's why they all look the same. <laughs> wow. Wow. No wonder. I was wondering. You know. Last time I was in Highland Park, 
I went to the because uh, I dated a girl that lived there, and she told me about the uh, you know the chicken love place it. I'm talking about, love the it. one that uh, I babes love it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. She, I haven't she been there in so the... long. Who was I just? Dude, let's do Bro, it because I was just talking there. about we... this with somebody. <laughs> let's go. We have to. Go I love chicken. So. They have the best oh, no, chicken. We have to go there one day. But <laughs> me and my friend were, uh, yes. Okay, so me and my friend went there, and then we were like walking through the neighborhood, and we uh, we like you know the pizza place that's there um, in that shopping center. It it's not in that shopping center, but it's in the shopping center right across from uh, Park City's Dance. Where like you have your liquor store and there's a movie theater. I don't movie. even know. Yeah, I don't know where you're at. Where I don't know what that movie theater is. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Only... You definitely know. It's right across okay. from where. Okay. Is it like more to towards Knox, or is it like over in Highland Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, it, it's more towards uh, Knox. There's a movie theater. Because that it, Haverty's, it, you know where, uh, it was like a restoration shoot, hardware, and that? then there was like a Haverty's, and it's like over where like Harry's yeah, hot yeah. dogs oh, used to be and stuff. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's over in there. So we were walking past that, uh, the pizza place, and there was this dance mom that literally like, you, like, you know how people like yeah. stuck up? And are in your way, yeah. but they're just in your way for a short minute. So we didn't say anything. And like there was, you know, she literally like just stood there. <laughs> we were like, "Ooh, bitch! Like the fuck? Like why are you just standing? Like just standing there? We're trying to go to the car, and you know, like we're invisible or something. Like goddamn, you know, I don't want to look at your ass all day. Like come on now. But but oh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely an interesting. Highland Park is like the home of the trophy wives, the giant sunglasses who drive Escalades that are way too big for them. Like that is like the entire Highland Park description. Like that's all, and they're all zanned out. Like that's just like literally the home. home Literally, (laughs) literally, and they're all no. Oh no, absolutely. You should know they're all on. They drop more LSD. They they drop more LSD. Like they drop more LSD than anybody. Like like, a handful, like a day. Like I had one of my friends growing up. Her mom um, was married to this guy, um, and her so my friend's dad. He like does like designer custom watches for celebrities, and so that's what he does. So he hand makes watches for Uh celebrities. So they have a ton of money, and her mom is like Botox to high heaven drunk 24 7 and constantly on a benzo and then like my fr- another girl that i like was friends with growing up her dad is responsible for um like airline tv and so they're freaking billionaires <laughs> and hey, like her mom is constantly benzoed out like from the moment i met her i don't think i've ever seen her open her eyes all the way yeah. like it's just a very interesting city yeah it, 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 it's funny it's funny because that was like my ex. Like, I, I, we were driving and she got a DUI, and her mom was like 
fussing at me because they didn't want her dating a black guy, you mm-hmm. know, it, you know, anyways, which I didn't, you know, I didn't really care about because I didn't want her dating a black <laughs> guy either. I just wanted her to date me. <laughs> and so, you know, and so like she was fussing at me, like, why did you let her drive the car when she was like that? Didn't you know? And I was like, I had never met her sober. So I have I no didn't, idea. Like she you know, she was always on Xanax, She's so. miserable and hates her life and herself. Yeah. And that's really like Highland Park. Like, I mean, my parents definitely were a big reason why I did it. But then like also like being in, I split my time between Baltimore and Highland Park. So I spent enough time in Highland Park growing up that I was a big reason I went into psychology because I was like, I want to help people. And I still, even to this day, everyone comes to me for relationship advice. Everyone comes to me for life advice. Like, I give solid advice. I should just be, I should just like start a guru business on the side of my modeling and be like, yeah, I'm hot and I can also talk your ear off. Yeah, you, you you know you low low well, key. I'm like, yeah, right? I mean, you know there's so many things that, that I'm doing. Like, I'm trying to start a brand career, right now coach. too. So once I get that off the ground, maybe I'll start giving people emotional advice. <laughs> yeah, um, what's hard about your job? Because I know, like you said in the beginning, people are like, "Oh, you just look pretty and stand there." So what would you? tell people how it's actually um you it really is it's almost like an acrobatic art um anybody can stand there and take a picture but what excels you as a model is honestly like your your concepts like yes like you can so okay so let's say for me I'm a model who doesn't have any work done so it's very hard for me not that I'm not pretty and not that I don't you know have a certain look but as far as my personal opinion goes, it's very hard for me to just stand in front of a camera and look at it and be like, yeah, that's a solid ass picture. I like more kind of avant-garde modeling. Um, I, I'm a film photographer um, on top of modeling. So I don't like really shoot portrait. So when I shoot portrait with other people, I, I really try to mix the two kind of like a film vibe with a portrait vibe. And um I like to do very yeah. um, hmm, more like bendable things. And so I feel like what's like hard about modeling is coming up with ideas and like learning your body shape and learning how you can contort yourself to create a certain feeling. So like, I don't know if you ever watched like um, Top Model, like America's Next Top Model, like when you were younger. So that show was toxic oh, definitely. as all definitely. Like, I, I wanted mean, to be on that show. Tyra is a horrible person. I'm not going to get into that right now. Awful, awful, awful show. Well, everybody no, she's, knows. No, she's, no, a she's bitch. not even that. She's just everybody a bitch. She's an awful human being. Like I'm talking, she's racist as all hell. She just she she traumatizes the models that she works with. And I really just think because she's been in the industry for so long, yeah. she's just utterly brainwashed. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and that, and that, and that actually reminds me about something, uh, speaking of brainwash, I know drugs are now we don't judge on this podcast, obviously, but, uh, drugs is such a like heavy thing. And like, I'll actually, if you want to talk about that really quick, I'll explain something as a model, like I'll get really raw really quick. So I am a, I'm a little bit thicker Please. now than I used to be. And I'm, I'm, I have horrible body, dys, body dysmorphia, so I'm trying to come to terms with it, which is why I'm trying to be 
just healthy and like eat properly, like exercise the way that I want so that I could keep the weight that I do want, but slim out areas where like I do, even though like from the outside looking in, you probably look at me and you're like, you don't, you don't need to do anything. Cause that's just what I hear a lot. But I also like this time last year, I had almost 0% body fat. I was so small and I loved my, I loved how I looked. I like, I remember I walked into North Park Mall and I went into one of those um, like designer resale stores where they pull things off the runway and then they sell them for wholesale. And, um, and yeah. so I went into one of those stores and they had all of the sections in there are separated by designer. And I remember going to this one rack of clothes by this French designer. They were these itty bitsy little dresses. They were basically mesh and like beaded sequins. And it was like a floor length gown. And those dresses are runway sizes. They come in one size and it is runway, which is like nothing. I put that dress on and it fit perfectly. And I just remember standing there and crying Cause like a dress off the runway fit me. And I never thought in a million years, cause I'm Italian, I'm naturally curvy. Like I never thought I would ever yeah. get into that. I, that's why I never tried to do runway, which is why I like decided to go ahead and do and get tattoos because I was more curvy. I could fit into the more of the alt modeling than I could like commercial modeling because I'm not a rail and I don't have, I have, I do have a very round face. I'm not super angular. I was like, I know what they look for in runway. And like, my parents kept arguing with me about this fact. I was like, I know the industry better than you do. I know where I can fit in and where I can't. But I put on this dress and it like completely overwhelmed me. But like by that, that's how small I was. But then I thought about it later. Like once I started gaining weight, everybody's like, oh my God, you look so healthy. Oh my God, you look so healthy. Oh my God, you look so healthy. That's all I ever got. I was that small because I was doing copious amounts of cocaine, like all day, every day. I would eat one like Cliff Bar granola bar once every two weeks. I would drink nothing but water with lemon. And then if I was really hungry, I would dip cotton balls in orange juice and swallow them. Uh, you know like what? That... I heard somebody say cotton balls and orange juice. Yeah. Yep. It's the it's literally the one of the biggest supermodel like secrets is meth, cocaine, and cotton balls and orange juice. Yeah, and and like I said, we're being completely honest. Uh, never said this before, but I've done all three of those. Well, two of those. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, mean, and, a lot of um, people don't understand. I've like okay, so I take Adderall like um like pretty like um not regularly, but like. Every so often, it keeps my, my mind really sharp, like, because I, I have, like, depression. I have ADHD, um, but I try not to let it dictate me because I never wanted to be somebody who was um, could only function on medication. So I really only take it when it's bad. But Adderall is literally methamphetamine. And a lot of people don't understand that. But it's straight. It's just clean methamphetamine. And so models a lot of time will take Adderall pretty frequently to keep from eating because it suppresses your appetite. It increases your metabolism, things like that. But I'm also extremely homeopathic. And I started realizing I could take shots of apple cider vinegar and drink warm lemon water in the morning. And that does the same thing that Adderall does. Like, do you know what I mean? 
like wow. without giving me the crack shake. Yeah. But like I understood that like body wise, I there was different things that I could take that would increase my metabolism, that would increase my energy and suppress my appetite without having to do drugs. And then I could get like, you know, healthy and I could start eating clean and like, you know, learning which foods made my body like reactively because everyone's differently. And sometimes a lot of the problems that people have as far as weight loss goes or even just trimming because they're like, I'm working out, I'm eating right. I don't know what's wrong. A lot of people are allergic to things that they don't know that they're allergic to. And it causes them to swell yeah. and to hold on to excess water weight and things like that. And so when you you drink things like apple cider vinegar, yes, it's absolutely disgusting. But it burns through your and toxins. It hurts, too. it hurts, but it burns through your <laughs> toxins. It kills bacteria. It increases your metabolism. It increases your body temperature, which helps you sweat out toxins. Like it's it's like there's so many benefits to just taking like one or two shots a day. Oh yeah. And like it keeps you from getting sick. And it's sick. funny you mean. It really does. Yeah, and it's funny you. Yeah, and it's funny you say benefits because my mom, there's like my mom is like the dad on my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> every I feel like every parent has this thing that they swear by that you're like, okay, mom, Windex. it works if you say so. <laughs> but but basically, yeah, but basically she takes um, apple cider vinegar and she. Uh, apple cider vinegar and then she crushes up garlic mm-hmm. and this actually works like i will be almost on Boy. my deathbed sick mm-hmm. with a cold and i will you can't take it on an empty stomach nope. and you have to have a chaser like orange so juice garlic so but if garlic garlic and, but if you do it if you put garlic like fresh crushed no, garlic on a piece of toast with some honey you don't taste the garlic as much that's like so local honey a piece of wheat toast some garlic and then like a shot or two of apple cider vinegar that is my ultimate illness cure ultimate yeah, so your mom is a very smart woman uh well well she's a nurse so she knows better than no, to trust honestly, the hospital okay so, so she, that's yeah. amazing that makes me feel so much better out of everything because i am so anti like doctors like i'm like no if no, i will yeah. try every homeopathic and, and it, and remedy before i go to the doctor um Exactly, because they're talking about, oh, we will have a corona cure in like the end of the year or beginning of the next year. I'm they like, already have it. It takes you 18 months. They yeah, already I was like, have it. It takes it. you 18 months to come up with a cure. I am not being a test subject. No, no you're not going to get, you know, I'm not going to have a thumb growing out of my forehead mm-hmm. or an extra kidney growing in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, you know, literally wear my mask through next year now maybe next year do you year, know how much I'll it costs it, to know, get a corona test it's like a couple hundred dollars they're making yeah and not even this like they're not trying to and get not, it here and i yeah it, and not so. even that it's like you um yeah everybody has or will catch no, it and but it's, not even it's that. literally it's, about the common cold equivalent like it's not that serious now, yeah, there are people, like, but so- the people who are, like, having, like, bad reactions to it, I don't want to be, like, ignorant because there are, like, people who do have underlying diseases that it's complicating with, but the flu can do that as well. 
Yeah. So. Like literally it's, yeah. it, it's definitely, yeah, but I'm not even a doctor, like a legal doctor went on Vlad TV and even he said, I'm going to take the vaccine, but I'm not going to be one of the first because no, you're not, you're not being a test subject on me. Mm-mm. Okay. We got to run through these questions Mm-mm. really, 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 really fast, but feel free to take your time if you really have something to say. Okay, um, you mentioned there's a lot of creeps in the industry. I know there are because I talk to models all the time and they tell me stories, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the Me Too movement, like the Epstein mm-hmm. and the Harvey Weinsteins, mm-hmm. you know, and the uh, Donald Trumps. How do you protect yourself from, you know, uh, people like that, the um, creeps the in your industry? The best thing that I can, um, like the best advice that I could offer, you know, people in general or just other models who are starting out is to ask a lot of questions, um, you know, make sure you you know your boundaries and you make that very clear with whatever photographer that you like work with um, before you work with them. Um, if there is like, um, if let's say, um, a photographer reaches out to you, um, or even if you reach out to them, make sure you look on their page, you look at their work and the models that they've tagged in their photos, do not be afraid to message them and be like, Hey, like, what was your experience working with this photographer? Because they will tell you and they will be like, he's really great. He's really respectful. Um, or they'll be like, look, dude, like he's really raunchy, but he puts out really good work. So it's like really all about what you can handle. Now, me personally, especially being from Baltimore, I'm a little bit more of like a tougher chick and um, I'm really not someone to mess with. So and I give that vibe off. And so, <laughs> yeah, you you definitely do. You know, I like I was looking at I was looking at your uh my favorite picture of you, by the way, is the one where you're in a laundromat looking at a oh, Rolling yeah. Stones. Uh, yeah. And, and I was like, you really, you look like somebody that's incredibly hot. But if you rub her the wrong way, she will chop off your penis. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> you and know? it's actually funny because, like, my friends a lot of times, like, if there's, like, a conversation, they're like, get Hunter to do it because they know, like, I'll handle it. They're like, just send Hunter. <laughs> like, she'll yell at everyone and, like, put everyone in their place. Like, um, I'm definitely, because I'm fair, but, like, when it's, like, once you cross that line with me, like, it's it's, it's over. Um, so I think just, like, yeah, you're like, now. But I can also yeah. deal with a lot, too. Like, also, being from, like, Maryland, it's a little bit harsher. It's, like, way more crass up there. I'm, like, and being, I've been, like, not to, like, sound vapid, but, like, I have been, you know, relatively attractive my whole life. Like, I'm used to getting a lot of attention, and it, but it's never gone in my head. I've never been somebody who's, like, needed it or been, like, oh, I'm just, like, can you stop looking at me? Like, you know what I mean? So it's, like, one of those things, like, <laughs> yeah. with photographers, like, if, like, I don't mind modeling nude. Like, I don't mind, like, doing implied stuff. You know, everybody's seen a pair of titties and, a, like, a vagina. Like, it's really not – it's nothing special. Like, yes, it's mine, and you've never seen it before. But at the end of the day, they are just body parts. And, like, it doesn't have to be yeah. that serious. And then I think once you start putting that implication on it, it's, like, one thing start to get weird. And um, I, I guess, like, that's, like, my whole thing is – you know, if you're gonna touch me, like ask, like, if you want to move me, like, it's really important if photographers like, hey, like, do you mind if I touch you? Just things like that. Um, making sure you get all of your pictures. And like, nobody like a photographer doesn't ever, um, if I especially if you're doing like implied or nude stuff, like make sure you get all of your pictures back. Like if you only see two or three pictures from that shoot, but you know that you shot like 
a lot like naked but you never saw them then like that's like a big red flag so just like asking those kinds of questions making sure models are getting their like pictures back making sure they weren't touched inappropriately make sure like yeah you know some photographers are going to have bad personalities they are going to be raunchy they are going to be disrespectful and it's all about what you can like mentally deal with some models they are a little bit too mouthy for my taste even and i'm just like why are you in this industry (laughs) because this industry sucks exactly it really does and you just have to uh, deal are you a part of the uh blacklist i'm um i i've seen it and i know of it um i'm not on it Uh, no, no. Uh, okay, that was horrible. I worded that horrible. <laughs> I mean, do you like, uh, like, do you? Because uh, I mean, I'm sure Coco. When I give you her information, she'll tell you and give you so, all the information you that's need. That's actually but, funny that you brought basically, that up. Um, yeah, because it's a list that yeah. all like it's Dallas like, photographers. Say, for instance, if we're talking. Yeah, if a photographer is being, of course they'll do investigation, but like she, like she gets them before they can even try. So, like if she thinks they're gonna try them, she'll be like, "Yeah, sorry, I just got back. I had to blacklist this photographer." Anyways, what are we shooting today? You know what I mean? So, she lets them know up front. So, um, there. I don't know if there's multiple blacklists, but I know that the last one that I saw, and like I know who, um, who has started this one specifically, and um, he is another photographer um, that I personally want to work with, and I think he's like he's like I've heard really good things about him. Very good guy. Um, but then there's I've also worked with people on that blacklist, um, and I have like one person in particular who's on there who. As far every time I've worked with him, and recently every time um, one of like my, my friends has worked with him, we have had no issues. He's been very easy to work with. Like sometimes gets like a little bit of an attitude, but you give him a snack and he's fine. Um, and uh, but <laughs> well, that's because you're because that's because you're scary as well. Fuck. That's, that's one thing. Why. But like also that's what I was saying. So other girls have been working with him as well and haven't said anything. But I know in the past. Um, that like he might have done something um, skewed or like I've heard a lot of stories, but I've never like seen any of that personally. And that's just like one of those things is, and then there is definitely, there's another photographer that I know of who I think definitely probably should be on that list and he isn't. And like, you know what I mean? It's What's just like, name? I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, come on. Well, I don't know him personally. It's just like stories that I've heard and like I I feel I don't I haven't done enough of my own research to like say anything and that's yeah. like another thing well, too is well, that well, I even well, like Well, trust me, if he deserves to be on there, he will cuz they don't play that shit. Like, well, and, but that's another thing too is that there are people who have almost gone on there or have been attempted to and a lot of and this is kind of what I brought up earlier as as far as like, you know, some models just kind of suck. Is like when they don't get their way, um, they they just do that that whole thing. It's like, oh well, he did this to me, or oh he did that to me. Like we, you know, not to be like yeah. a victim blamer or anything like that, because like I've been assaulted myself. But like it's the same thing as like when a girl has sex with someone she didn't want to have sex with, and she's like, oh he raped me. Like it's kind of the same. Yeah, and 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 see that whole thing really pisses me well, off. Well, that's what sucks like, about guys even... versus girls, and I'm a big advocate for like 
you know, like male rights, because like, there's tons of people that are like, you know, that fight for females, they don't need another one. But like men, like really, they do have it rough. Like I'm not saying and I hate them, like y'all irritate the fuck out of me. But I also understand that it comes from like a systematic reoccurrence of not being taken care of properly. And that all comes from like your mothers and your fathers. And like that, if we don't change as a generation and like come into conclusions with that, then like no one is ever going to learn or grow. And so a lot of these guys are just inherently like that and they don't know any better. And so it's like, you have to be patient. You can put them in their place, but you don't have to be mousy and whine and ruin everybody's career. You have to like, that's why I think, 2020 and like well 2018 to like 2020 has like been really big on like cancel culture and i think cancel culture is really really toxic and really really counterproductive i, I understand calling There's people out a... for what they need to be called out for but like going through someone's entire social media platform to search for something ignorant that they might have said in 2000 like oh, 20 years ago 10 years ago 2010 2000 like in general that is so unbelievably crazy because first of all, the demographic on how we spoke to one another and things that were socially acceptable were completely different 10 years ago versus now. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, even like half yeah. of the comedy shows that were like, we love to this day, like that's like the office, like the they, office would, if that was released now, it would get blown up. It would up. never work. It never it, would have worked. It would never work. Because, and it's like. Yeah, and I mean like, say for instance, I tell people all the time, like there's a village uh, somewhere in like India and like they live in perfect harmony and you know they interviewed them and they say we don't cancel people here we hold them accountable and they know not to do that shit because they will be held accountable <laughs> not but allowing I feel anyone like to learn culture, or grow is awful yeah it's awful I feel like cancel culture is dumb I feel like the fact that they're fucking up is the fact that we they need us the most not to like Sean and like Kanye West. Yes. People like Kanye West, he needs us the most. He doesn't need us to push him away. We need to bring him in. You know what I mean? So I totally agree. Well, yeah, like that's what and you're I saying. Like this- you said India, but in Af- a lot of African tribes, like when someone does something wrong, they all sit in a circle and they lay hands on the person. And they they just they say yeah. positive affirmations. They don't punish. They 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 say everything that's good about them because they believe that their act to do bad was lack of faith in their own good. And I I think that that's so powerful. Like you know, like I feel like educating and supporting people is so much better. Be like, hey, this was really wrong. This is what you should do instead. And a lot of times these people will come out and say sorry, and everybody's like, no 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 no. And I'm like, what? You've never made a mistake in your life. Like, just because yeah, they have I mean, a platform like, doesn't mean that they're the, not people. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, say, for instance, when it comes to guys, like, and I talk to uh, a lot of models about this. I'm like, guys, yeah, they do get lied on, yeah. But that could be prevented. That's just ignorance right there. Like, and I get it. Yeah, I should have their back more. But I feel like it's just, it, if you know, like, if I'm shooting you, <laughs> and I know I need to fix your bra, I'm not going to touch you. I'm going to call Susie to fix your bra for me because I don't want nobody saying shit about me. Well, well exactly, but that's not even the thing. A, <laughs> a lot of times, like, yeah. models, like, first of all, if you're doing co-ed shoots, I don't as much because, one, I can take care of myself, so I am a little bit cockier in that sense because I, I if you try to touch me, I'll rip your balls off. Um, but... Uh, like a lot of other models, they're not as 
I guess, confrontational as I can be. Um, and so they don't want to. So I've like always bring a friend, um, you know, bring a boyfriend, bring a husband or like, you know, photographers have assistants a lot of times. And the big thing is, is I don't mind if a photographer touches me, but ask me, be like, Hey, is it okay if I touch you? Hey, is it okay if I fix your shirt? Yeah. Like just make like ask for consent. Like consent is such a huge thing in this day and age. Like that's all that it is. It's just asking for permission because it's occupational hazard. Yes. I'm naked in front of you. Yes. You're probably going to have to touch my half naked body. It does not have to be weird. Just make sure that you don't feel entitled to touching me because I'm working with you. Exactly. Like, honestly, I feel like you should, as a guy, you should protect yourself. You should have an assistant. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't leave room for people to lie mm -mm. on you, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. There should never be a uh, situation where it's just me and a model. But that's a learning that's curve. If you don't know to ask these questions when you start shooting women, especially when you start shooting, like, half-naked models, like, it's... It's it's not something that people talk about regularly. It's not something that people know. Um, and like, even as a model, that's not even something I knew to make sure to be like, hey, make sure you ask before you touch me until like, you know, it was a thing and someone asked me and was like, hey, do you mind if I touch you? And I was like, oh, shit, thank you for asking. And I was like, I didn't even think that like, but if he had just like touched me because he felt entitled to it, I would have felt weird. Like, yeah. you know, like not that, and like it's literally just because he did not entitle himself to it. And like, that's just a big thing. It's just like making sure that at the end of the day, that the girl that you're working with is in her most vulnerable state. And as a photographer, it is your responsibility to make her feel as comfortable and as safe as possible. But and exactly. then as a female, it's your job to not be a diva or like a lying bitch and like ruin people's career because of whatever. Exactly. Okay. Like if the photographer hits on you, right? Whatever. That's going to happen. You're attractive. Like they think you're hot. They might hit on you. <laughs> they ask you out. If you take that and you are so full of yourself that you're like, I cannot believe he had the nerve. And then you start shit talking and then you start drinking and it gets like blown out of proportion or details get changed and then all of a sudden this person's entire reputation is on the line because you were full of yourself and like I don't agree with that you know what I mean does that make sense exactly so unfortunately we've ran out of time like my <laughs> producer is yelling at me because oh, I was fine. supposed to be done at five but you know he can chill we talk about some real shit okay you know, we vibe and we're two Dallasites. <laughs> How do you say it? Dallasite? I don't know, but we're from Dallas, so we're both vibing. Uh, but you did say you can sing. Uh, give me your top three really, really fast, your top three singers of all time and sing something for me. Oh, I don't know if I can sing something for you, but I can give you my top three singers. Um, it'll probably be Stevie Nicks, Peggy Lee, and Ella Fitzgerald. I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I love Stevie Nicks. What's your favorite Stevie Nicks song? Uh, I think Dream is up there right now. Yeah, Dream, Dream. Definitely Rhiannon. Definitely those Yeah, two. oh, and Rhiannon. Yeah. That's actually so funny because Rhiannon has become one of my favorite names and I never knew anyone. And like, 
named Rhiannon up until I was like, oh, I love that name. And now I, I know four girls named Rhiannon. And I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I wish you could sing. You have to sing for me one day because I want to. I will sing for you one day. I, I bet it's really. I bet it's really beautiful. Yeah, but I'm not anyways, about to start creating again too. So we can we can have a whole other interview about music if you want. <laughs> definitely, I definitely. I, I I write too, so definitely. What's your writing process like, by the way? Because I know Chaotic. some people, you know, yeah, I know some people like to be in a small space or get high or like let the universe send them something. But how's your vibe? Um, so normally when I write, um, regularly, I write alone. Um, and I just, I find beats on YouTube, like, and then I like come up with my own melodies and I keep the melody in my head. And then I'm like, Hey, this is what I've got like to like a producer or something like that. Or if someone shows me an instrumental, um, I, I'm really good at writing to like actual like music pieces. Um, but then I feel like I do my best work when I work I at least write with someone else and we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other because I'm so critical of myself when it comes to music way more than I am on my modeling. Oh, good Lord. My music, I'm just, I pick apart. And then some people are like, this is so good. What are you talking about? And so a lot of like what I'm kind of doing now is I've been um, doing like some research on some like SoundCloud or like newer artists or like YouTube, stuff like that, like, or people that I even know who have a decent platform with music and like, I'm like, oh, this really isn't that good, but you have like a decent following. I could put out something that's like a lot better than this. So it's like, but why am I so hard on myself? So I'm now getting to my point in music where I have in modeling, where I'm just like, just like create everything all the time. Like whatever you can do, like never stop creating. Cause eventually like one thing you do is going to be the right thing. And that, that's going to set you off. Like it doesn't matter if it's good or it's bad or it's ugly or like, you look wrong or you sound off or it's not you or it's not your vibe like literally just create and put out everything that's like my biggest advice like every creator it doesn't matter if it's art photography modeling music like sewing like just make stuff and put it out there like just put it out there that part well again coming on the show i definitely have to bring you back it was fun it was fun i felt like i was talking to an old friend yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care.